Welcome to Reteach, a place where professors know that student equity gaps can be closed and are willing to put in the work to figure it out. We are dedicated to our teaching and our students. We are passionate about improving our classrooms and our communities. We can make a difference. We will make a difference. I am your host, Bruce Hoskins, and my mind and heart are ready to learn. So what's up, everyone? So hey, this episode, we're going to focus on how to sound better in a podcast format. Okay, now look, 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 look. I am not a technology person. This, I'm not even coming at this necessarily from a technology angle. I'm not going to explain any of the technology to you. I'm just going to give you some helpful hints in regards to how to just sound better. Because, and here's the first thing that you need to understand, right? It's like how to sound better. First of all, you need to understand that perfection does not exist. There is no such thing as perfection when it comes to sound. And so do not demand that of yourself. If you demand that of yourself, um, you are going to wind up spending countless hours recording episodes and whatnot. That is literally what happened to me uh, when I was recording the, the trailer for the Reteach podcast. It literally took me hours upon hours upon hours because I was looking for perfection rather than looking for good and you know, looking for better. Those are the kind of things that will, you know, it's like, so if you're trying to chase perfection, um, good luck with that, because that is literally like chasing a unicorn. There's good, there's better, there's there's best, but there's no such thing as perfection in this space, folks. And so do not demand that of yourself. And so I got some things thrown into sound better that may not necessarily be about sound. <laughs> OK, and so things that are going to make you sound better. Right. Is that when it comes to a length of a podcast that you need to make sure that you're very conscious about how long the the podcast is and to use those times uh, appropriately. If you're so this is what I mean. So if your podcast, if the thing that you're going to do is five minutes or less, um, I would say, you know what, don't do an intro or an outro. Just just let the words speak for themselves, maybe a brief introduction or whatever. Um, of the topic and then boom, go right into it and then exit out and then you're done, right? Because it, for me, my intro and my outro, my intro and outro, they each last a minute a piece, right? And so if I'm doing a five minute episode and yet there's a one minute intro and a one minute outro, that's that's just kind of, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit too much if, if you would, right? If, if I was doing a 10 to 20 minute episode, maybe I do an intro with no outro, Right. And then 20 plus minutes, that's where I would set the intro outro line, you know, just and and of course, these are all arbitrary and whatnot. Um, I just want you to be thinking about, you know, if you're going to have a set intro, there's a very real benefit of having a set intro and a set outro for your podcast. Um, these are going to make you sound professional, but it's also going to let students know like when everything's about to begin. Right. That that clearly everything's about to begin right now. And then with the outro, a steady outro, you know, a consistent outro is going to be is going to let the students know when things are ending. Right. And so those are the kind of things that will make you sound better. That's what I mean by that. Okay. Right. It's like sound better um, and whatnot. So because clearly I'm not a technology person. So that's not where I want to go with that. However, the next thing I am going to say is technologically based, but it's not I'm not going to tell you how to use them. (laughs) Because I don't know how to, uh, well, I do know how to use Audacity, um, but I would argue, I would tell you that um, you want to use GarageBand if you're a Mac. Per- well, I think they actually have GarageBand for both Mac and PCs. 
Um, and then Audacity. I'm actually using Audacity on a Mac. And I would say, look, if you're doing these podcasts, you do not have to go all in on some super fancy anything. You really do not have to do that. You just want to get your recording right. And that is what the focus is. And so both GarageBand and Audacity are free. They are both relatively easy to use. Like I said, I use Audacity and I am not technologically savvy at all, folks. I'm telling you, I know people don't believe me when I say that straight up. I'm not very technologically savvy and I can click around and Audacity kind of makes intuitive sense to me. Um, and whatnot. That's why I chose that over GarageBand. And so whichever one your in- intuition uh, works better with, I would say go go with that because um, it's going to make editing things way better. And both of these applications, they have great YouTube support videos, right? It's like you can go in there and you can easily look up anything that it is that you want, that you want to do um, in those spaces. It, it's It's so accessible. It's so accessible. I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about actual sound <laughs> and things that will um, affect the sound of your of your podcast. And the first thing is either mic or no mic. Look, I'm going to tell you the simplest of mics will help to eliminate you know most of the background noise and stuff like that. And when I mean simple, I mean simple. I mean the you know like the the headphones that have a mic um, that come with like a, a an iPhone or whatever. Um, that normally people would use for jogging or to, to receive calls and things like that. Those kind of headphones, um, those even work if, 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 if you are in a good setting uh, in regards to where you're recording. And so then, the, right, so you can do a mic. I, w- I strongly recommend that you do a mic, even if it's a simple mic, like what I'm telling you. But if you're going to, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to mess around like me um, and use a mic, um, then you need to, uh, then I, what I use is a blue Yeti and for my Maricosta folks, there's a blue Yeti in the sound booth at the, the teaching and learning center. And so knock yourself out with that. Um, the, the settings are actually really simple. You can actually relatively, you can just kind of look at the images and, and, and tell what the settings are. Um, and yet at the same time, um, there's, there's great support videos. Again, a lot of great support videos out there. Uh, for the Blue Yeti. Now, here's the deal. It's like, look, I'm not getting any money off of off, off of saying their name, uh, but there's plenty of other mics out there. Um, however, this microphone that I just mentioned, um, you know, it's like that is it's by far the one that podcasters are using the most, even when people are, you know, doing podcasts about uh, <laughs> they're doing podcasts about creating podcasts and they have very different microphone uh, suggestions. However, the one that people are using the most um, is the Blue Yeti. And so I'm just throwing that out there. And so if you're going to go with the mic, um, definitely, well, I strongly suggest you go with the mic, even if it's simple. If you're going to go no mic, then you must, you absolutely must make sure that you're recording in a, in a, in a quiet place. I mean, absolutely not, but not just quiet though. Um, because quiet is not actually the biggest problem when it comes to recording. I mean, you want it to be quiet, but in order to get good sound, you actually have to have something that's going to absorb the sound around you. And so a lot of people use this technique. Um, they just use a walk-in closet, right? It's like they use a walk-in closet with the clothes hanging up in it. 
and then the recording there because the clothes and all that, the, the cloth and everything, it absorbs the sound. It absorbs the sound bouncing off of the walls. And so if you're not doing that, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm recording in my my home office right now. And with that, I don't have, you know, I don't have any clothes on the wall or anything. And so the, when I first uh, started recording, it was really echoey and I was, you know, just killing myself. But here's the deal is that I thought of something um, just off of my own thoughts. And then my son who watches a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that, he, he confirmed uh, that what I was doing was actually uh, made a lot of sense. I am using what my son called the blanket technique <laughs> in regards to creating a sound booth. And so literally what I have over me right now, as I'm sweating my ass off, uh, no joke, is that I have a big blanket over me right now. There's a lot of drawbacks to this. Uh, the, the good thing is that the sound is coming in really good right now. And I, well, not really good, but well, no, it's good. It's good. It's, I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna really notice any differences between the sound that I got now and what I have in the normal sound booth. However, the drawback is is that this damn blanket is heavy, <laughs> and it's like it's messing with my neck. It's like because I'm having it. Oh, I literally have it over my head. Um, it, it's 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 kind of it's kind of heavy on my neck. I ain't gonna lie about that. And so, um, it, that is a little. It, it is a little bit challenging. It's a lot more challenging than what I thought it was gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. And with a blanket over your head, you got to be even more purposeful about not moving around uh, because, right, it's like if I, if I tap my hands up against the blanket, it's going to come off. Um, it's gonna You're going to hear this in the mic. But if you, you know, don't speak with big hand movements and things like this, using the blanket over your head, it's, it's actually working out to be quite amazing, folks. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not gonna sit here and lie. This this whole blanket over the head thing um, is, is is working out. Uh, besides sweating and all of this stuff, it's is it's working out just fine. And another thing that's gonna help you with your sound is a pop guard. Um, is you can actually use very different things. So if you get like a Blue Yeti or something like that, you're gonna want to cover your mic uh, with you know it's, it's called a pop guard. And so. Um, it's, it's like a styrofoam ball that goes on the mic. It's like, I don't know if people pay attention to like the, you know, it's like when a mic is like, has that, that fuzzy ball over it, like a clown nose. It looks like a clown nose on a mic. That's what it looks like. Oh, um, <laughs> and so the clown nose on the mic, it's called a pop guard. And so what's going to happen with that is that when you're, you know, when you make this popping sound like that, um, the pop guard, um, it it diminishes that sound it doesn't make it as it doesn't it, it, the pop guard doesn't allow that popping sound to become so offensive to your ears it's like it, it really is when you don't have a pop guard um it, it really is loud and intrusive uh, if you would in regards to how people listen to you and so um another thing though that you can do because i have to do both of these because when i when i speak i really emphasize my, you know, my P's and all of this. And so what I do is I actually turn my mic sideways also. Um, and so that the front of the, the mic is towards my left side. I always, I don't know why I always do my left side, but I do. And so I'm not speaking directly into the mic in order to, to, to stop the, you know, to, to kind of cut down on the popping sound. Now, this next recommendation, this I it's like, look, I'm not smart enough to figure all this stuff out myself, folks. It's like I listen to a podcast and, and whatnot that helped me uh, get myself squared away. But if you want to go to that next level on on your sound, if you want to go to this next level on your sound, because what you're going to find out, um, what I kept on finding out in the beginning was that, you know, it's like I, I would record and my voice would be changing 
um, especially after edits and things like that. And it's like, you know, there was this inconsistency and whatnot. And that was driving me absolutely nuts. Um, but if you use this this service, this online web service called Alphonic, Alphonic. And so it's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, uh, Alphonic. And so I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I'll put a link to that website in the show notes. Um, look, I'm not, again, I'm not making any money off of these folks um, and whatnot. Uh, what I want to tell you, though, is that if you save your, you know, GarageBand Audacity uh, MP3, you know, to MP3 format and all of this. Stuff. It's like, look, it's all fancy and everything. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like now that I, I, I was starting to talk about the technology stuff and I got scared because I don't want to start acting like I know what the hell I'm talking about, um, and, and, you know, too much and everything. But what I'm going to tell you is that Alphonic, it will actually level everything out. And so if I come in too high, it's like I laugh a lot um, on my podcast and everything. And then I'll, I'll, I'll talk really high. And then there's times when I talk really low. Um, and what the Alphonic will do is it actually will um, help with those levels, uh, if you would, in regards to your voice. Um, as a matter of fact, I what I did the the podcast with my students, uh, just my last one uh, with the with the students in the room. I used Alphonic, and when I, before I used Alphonic, uh, Melissa's voice was really faint um, and whatnot. But when I use after I put it through the service, M- Melissa's voice was was strong and clear. Uh, but everything, and so that's that's the that's the 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 reason why you would use um, a service like Alphonic um, and whatnot. I'm sure there's other services out there, but um, you know, w- with this one, the first two hours are free. You know, if, uh, once a month, the first two hours are free, and so you can create an account. And if you don't, you know, use a whole bunch of if you can pace everything out, you don't ever have to pay for anything. Uh, you know, so that's that's a huge, huge, huge deal, right? It's like that. I wouldn't tell you nothing if it wasn't for free, right? I, I ain't gonna lie to you, straight up. It's like, except for the Blue Yeti, that's that's gonna cost you money, <laughs> right? But anyway, um, oh, you know what? One other thing about Alphonic is that it'll take away background noise. Um, it's like if you have a, you know, an air conditioner or something like that humming in the background in the Maricosta Sound booth, the damn air conditioner unit is 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 actually going in the sound booth and you can't cut that damn thing off or you're going to sit there and that thing is going to become a sauna if you cut that um, air conditioner off and so what i found out though is that because i send it through alphonic that you don't hear the air conditioner in the background um and whatnot so that is a huge 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 benefit of this right and so it'll help level out your voices and then it'll also eliminate background noises um and things like that and so so but that's like i said that's that next level sound stuff that you, you know, if you don't want to worry about that right now, don't worry about that. But if you ever want to go to the the space where you're thinking about, um, you know, doing these podcasts for, you know, your own fun and education and um, maybe even, you know, trying to monetize and stuff like that, um, doing something like, like I said, like Alphonic will, will definitely make a difference. And so then lastly, um, in order to sound better, right? So remember, this is not necessarily about sound. It's about just sounding better, right? Um, and whatnot. For podcasting, the podcast format, um, you should really create a detailed outline in regards to what it is you're going to talk about. Um, a detailed outline versus just a regular outline. Outlines, um, regular outlines, I would say that that's um, better for the video uh, space, but I'll talk more about that when I get there. Um, but when it comes to podcasting, I would say a detailed outline because um, you won't have to worry about people seeing you read when you're on a podcast, right? And so if you need to read something, like it's like you're working on, on how to say something very specific um, that you really want to make sure that you say correctly, 
um, and you don't want to sound like necessarily like you're reading or whatever. Well, I mean, people might figure out that you're reading or whatever, but it's just not that big of a deal on a podcast, right? Uh, the, the consequences aren't as big uh, when, when you're when you're doing a podcast, and so um, the more detail, I would argue, the more detail that you have in your in your outline, the better. Um, there's a lot of people that think that is going to cut down on time. I have not found that to be true. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you straight up. It's like I haven't found the idea that um, these things are going to actually cut down on time because I, I what what I wind up doing is that if I take all this time to do the detailed outline, it takes me right. It, it takes me a shorter time to record, but it takes me a long time to write out the detailed outline. While, you know, in reverse, right, if you if you do a short outline, then you wind up saving time making the outline. But I guarantee you, you're going to spend more time recording. Right. And so anyway, so so don't think of it. Like I said, don't 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 necessarily think of it. Think of it as I'm going to save time or whatever. It's just I haven't found out that to be true myself. It's just it's all about your prep game. It's about how you're going to you know how you feel the most comfortable in prepping. Um, and whatnot and how much detail you want to go through and how many takes you are comfortable with, with doing before you um, get that one take that you know makes sense and it's and it's and it's as good as it's going to get so anyway that's all i got for this episode folks i hope you learned something peace thank you for listening to this episode of reteach if you want to learn more about me or my open source introduction to sociology textbook please go to brucehoskins.com In closing, I want to leave us all with a question. If you learned something today that you think would help close your student equity gaps, how long will it take to incorporate this into your classroom? A year? A semester? Next month? Today? No matter the timetable, we must commit ourselves to becoming better teachers. Our students deserve it. All of them. Not just the ones that are good already. 